0: This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. This is Lindsay Roberts, Entirely Unconventional. I pray this podcast is encouraging, uplifting, and Full of joy. You know, the Bible talks about the joy of the Lord being your strength, and it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How can you be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might until you know his joy, which is your strength? You know, in the world today, it's very easy to get muddled into all the stuff that's happening. You know, I know that Satan, the Bible says, is the author of confusion. I believe God is the author of peace. And if the world is falling into a lot of confusion and peace, seems to be by the wayside, I firmly believe with every inch of my soul, I firmly believe that we can live above the cares of the world by living in the word. I've always said, what in the L do you want? The word world, W-O-R-L-D, and the word word, W-O-R-D, like the Bible, is only one L that's a difference. But that L of the world versus no L in the word can complete, completely change and transform your life. I really believe if we can just, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're in the world, but yet we are of God. You are of God, little children. 1 John 4.4. 4. If we can just tweak our focus, just tweak it just a tiny little bit. I believe that we can go from the ways of the world, which can get us into confusion, it can get us into worry, fear, torment, destruction, distraction. Instead of all of those words, we can get into the Word of God and come up with what God has for us. You know, I believe so many years ago when Jesus walked this earth, more than 2,000 years ago. And thousands of years beyond that, when God had the Bible written, it was the inspired word of God. You know, when the Bible says God knows a beginning from the end, I don't believe for one split second that he didn't understand there'd be something like coronavirus. Years ago, there was something else. And years before that, it was something else. In this world, the Bible says you'll have tribulation. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Yes, there is stuff. Happening in the world, there is what the Bible calls tribulation. Yes, that's. Are you like an ostrich with your head in the sand? Nope. Why does Psalm ninety-one say a thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand? Real simple, because stuff happens. But we have a Bible right to rise above it according to the Word of God. We can be in the world, but rise above it. We can believe the Word of God, expect a miracle, and live according to that. Now when I was younger, my uh, current issues was not coronavirus. My current issues that was about to literally take me off this earth, I'm not being funny. It was physically as well as emotionally and spiritually. When I was 18, I was told I'd never have children. My father died of cancer when I was 12. I was getting all kinds of crazy diagnoses. And on top of that, once I got married, I was having miscarriage after miscarriage, surgery after surgery, uh, cancer scare, this scare, that scare. And I'm in my 20s. So when you think about that, at my age, it was not coronavirus, but it was still overwhelming to me. So what did I do? I ended up having a baby that finally, my I think it was my fourth, third, let's see, two miscarriages. So my third pregnancy I carried a baby full term. I was honestly dancing on top of the world. I delivered a son, perfectly healthy, perfectly normal. In 36 hours, he was gone. He was in the arms of Jesus. And I fell apart. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say to you, and I just said, praise the Lord. I was praising the Lord. I was worshiping God. I was trying to collect my thoughts. But the truth of the matter is, in my natural flesh, I fell apart. One of the things I did that actually led to this topic on this podcast, this very thing about burying the bones of your past, about putting things behind you. One of the things that led to this was going into a grocery store. Now, I was very careful. I had perfectly strategically planned my grocery store route so that I never had to go down the baby aisle. I didn't want to see diapers. I didn't want to see wipers. I didn't want to see baby food. And I did not want to see pregnant women. It was beyond my stretch at that moment. It was just beyond my reach. So I had strategically planned my grocery list, and I had strategically planned to avoid the baby food aisle. Lo and behold, they had rearranged the grocery store, and there I was, and I found myself smack in the middle of the grocery store aisle full of baby food and diapers and a pregnant woman, and I sat on the floor And I cried and I cried. They looked at me like, well, there's some nut sitting in the middle of the baby food aisle crying. Yes, I was. Because my mind could not process all that I had been through. At that moment, sitting on the grocery store floor, at that moment, I went back to miscarriage. I went back to diagnosis. I went back to being a teenager. I went back to my dead father when I was 12 years old. And every emotion that was humanly possible crashed into my mind at that moment. It just was a a rush, an overwhelming rush that I didn't process very well. Left my grocery cart in the aisle, picked myself up and I got back into my car, drove myself home and I cried and cried and cried. And my husband Richard honestly did everything he could, but at that point it was not about Richard. At that point I had to deal with what I was going through. And I got the scripture Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, all these years later, three children later that lived and I got to keep my daughters. I will still always remember Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, God said, I'll do a new thing. I needed a new thing. The old thing wasn't working. He said, I'll make a way in your wilderness and rivers in the desert. But there was a, there was a little tiny line in between. It said, shall you not know it? That means you can miss it. And I didn't know it. All I was doing was crying and missing it. And the Lord spoke in my heart and said, give baby showers. And I was in such a way, I thought I will never be able to do that. And Lord said, I want you to sow a seed. I want you to give out of your need. I thought that was sounded good sounded ridiculous all at the same time. But I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So in my house, I had a two-story house, and I would, would, in the dining room, I put out the big, nice spread for cake, and some punch, and all that stuff, and I'd always get a nice gift. And when everybody arrived, and everybody was celebrating, I'd run upstairs to the bedroom, and I would cry, and cry, and cry. Then I'd pull myself back together, and I'd go back downstairs, and I would join the party. I was giving the party. I would say, hey, let's pray for the baby. Let's pray for the mama. Go back upstairs and cry my guts out. Finally, when I really recognize God is trying to get me outside of myself, God is trying to get me over my past. Remember not the former things. Don't consider the things of old. God said, I have something new for you. But if you don't get rid of the past, how can you know it? And he spoke the words in my heart, bury the bones of your past. That sounded super easy. I just buried my son. You know, burying seemed like something I was good at. But he said, bury the bones of your past. And then he said this to me, bury the ghost. Out of that, instead of writing a book about bury the ghost, I actually wrote a book called 36 Hours with an Angel. I saw that while my son was not in my present, he was in my past, he was also in my future. So when God told me he had a new thing for me, I could see that there was something for me in the future, and right now, God wanted to do a new thing. So as I studied Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, I literally was preaching. I preached this message for years, but I was preaching to myself. And I preached a message that was pray, place, plant, pray, place, plant. I had to pray. I had to get outside of myself. I had to let God do this. I had to be willing to bury the ghost, but I had to let God help me. I couldn't help myself. Jesus said I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I needed the through Christ part really, really badly. So I prayed and then bury the ghost. That means place it. Place it in God's hands. Place it in God's hands. Once you pray, place it in God's hands. I physically would take all of my woes and my worries and sometimes I'd write them down and I would literally take the sheet of paper and I would put it up into the sky and say God, I am handing this to you. I had to bury it. I had to release it. I had to put it behind me. I've already buried my son. I didn't want to bury his memory, but I had to bury the pain. I had to let it go. And Richard and I have this joke. We say, how do you let it go? You turn it loose. How do you turn it loose? You let it go. I had to make a conscious decision to place it in God's hands and not bury the memory of my son. I had already buried his body, not bury the memory, but I had to bury the pain and sorrow that was holding me in that place where I could never move forward. So in order to have Isaiah 43, remember ye not the former things, don't consider the things of old. Behold, God promised a new thing, and I had to recognize it. And he said... I'll make a way in your wilderness and rivers in your desert. I was in the wilderness and I was in the desert. And wow, that scripture jumped off the pages. And to this day, all these years later, that scripture still jumps off the the pages. And then it says plant. That's what I did. I prayed. I placed it in God's hands and then plant. What is plant? If you look at Jeremiah in the first chapter, God talked about tearing kingdoms down and building things back up. I had to plant the word of God in my heart. I had to get around people that would plant the word of God into my spirit, into my soul. I had to get uplifted. I got in an airplane and I went to Nigeria just a matter of days later because Richard was planning a crusade there. I was planning on staying home with my child. And when all the plans changed, he went on ahead and I had to get immunization shots to get into Nigeria. So I went, and waited the time, took the shots, and then I joined him about a week, maybe a little bit over a week later. When I got to Nigeria, there was a a couple there that had built one of the most glorious ministries, and to this day, that ministry has just carried on through their family. Bishop Itahosa, Benson Itahosa, and his wife Margaret, took me aside and said to me, try one more time, and I said, no. Trust God one more time. I can't do it. Try one more time. Nope. I had already told Richard, don't you ever ask me to get pregnant again. Now here, I had already had two miscarriages that we knew of a possible third, but two that were documented, and the death of my son. I was not in any position in my soul to start expecting a miracle for a baby. And they laid hands on me. They prayed for me. And they said, no, God wants you to go back try again and it'll be different this time. Wow. It was such a word of encouragement and it was such a word of fear and it was such a word of obedience and such a word I didn't want to hear. And all those thoughts after they prayed for me settled down. I came back to the United States and lo and behold, if you look at my family, Jordan Lindsay Ann Roberts was born. Jordan means crossing over to the other side. And someone told me it meant, and I went and looked it all up, and I'm, I'm really positive they were right. It means obtaining the promise of God. I had to cross over from fear and worry and doubt and torment. And one thing I did, I had a red Bible. If anybody knew me or saw me preaching back in those days, I still have it to this day, but most of the pages have fallen out. But I had a red Bible, and in my red Bible, under some of the things of God's promises, I wrote down the name Jordan Roberts. I was not having babies. I was having miscarriages and death and all the other stuff and surgeries. But I wrote down Jordan Roberts. I knew that I knew that I knew. After I had gone, planted my seed of going to Nigeria, at that time, it was the number one country, I was told, for infant mortality in the world. So I got this opportunity to minister to women who had lost children. And I did it. And it was painful. But it was also productive. I was planting a seed of my faith, having no idea that what Dr. Benson Itahosa and Dr. Margaret Itahosa were planting back in me were prayers of expectation. And lo and behold, when I came back, I had my beautiful Jordan Lindsay Ann Roberts, and now Jordan, Olivia, and Chloe later. I understood that if you're willing to pray, if you're willing to allow God to change the past into giving you a future, if you place it in God's hands, and then if you plant a seed of some kind, whether it's a baby shower, whether it's a kind word, whether whatever it is, if you do something out of your heart to get out of yourself, I had a friend that used to tell me, get over yourself. Do something to get over yourself, to get out of your own self and do something that is productive and and good for somebody else that I could expect a miracle. That's what I did. And now, Jordan and Olivia and Chloe later, I found out that when you bury the pain of the past, you can have a future according to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Maybe it's not about having babies. Maybe you had to bury a job. Maybe your finances were buried. Maybe it's someone in your family. Maybe it's a relationship. Whatever it is that seems to be keeping you from your future that God has for you, I pray for you now from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray for God to minister to you the way he ministered to me. I have confidence in praying that kind of a prayer because I've been healed. I pray for you to be healed physically, spiritually, emotionally, your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. I pray for you in every area of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to say something to you before I close this. I want to say what God had to say to me repeatedly. You're worth more than you know. You are valuable to God. You're valuable to his plan in your life. Remember, you are worth more than you know. That's what I want to leave you with today. You're worth more than you know. And if you want to connect, I'd love to connect with you online. Check this out online. Check out Entirely Unconventional. And I've got something else for you to check out that's brand new got a brand new book called Discover Your True Worth. You really are valuable to God according to his word. So I want you to discover your true worth. Go to Amazon, Amazon amazon.com. Find out what God says about you and then live an unconventional life full of uplifting joy. That's my prayer for you today. And my prayer is that you know you're worth more than you think. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.